Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six-figure income around my nine-to-five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief. But now, operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips, and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. Hey, hey guys, happy Friday. So I am streaming live with my podcast today and because it's a topic I'm really passionate about. And I think that it's going to hit home with a lot of entrepreneurs, but there's a segment of it that I think is really going to hit home with a lot of mamas as far as time management goes that I hope they dial in and and catch this live or you catch it on the burnout to all out podcast when it drops in a couple of weeks. So today is all about time management. Okay. So I'm just going to open up by saying I work I want you to hear this. I work 28 hours a week total. I did the math today. I work 28 hours a week and I have a six-figure network marketing business and a six-figure coaching business, okay? I coach private clients. I do group coaching. I have a podcast. Why am I sharing all of this with you? I'm not sharing this with you to brag. I'm sharing this with you to catch your attention and think about how you're spending your time and how do you maximize your time efficiently as a business owner to give yourself that space and time freedom, but still operate incredible businesses. Okay. Although I only work 28 hours a week, I'm able to create a multiple income stream, right? And to create multiple income streams at a high level. And so today I'm going to talk to you guys about time management and how you can maximize your time to drive your business and still spend time with your family and recover. And here's the secret sauce. I'm going to tell you right now. And some of you don't want to hear it. The secret sauce is I don't keep all that money. I never have. When I was building out my network marketing business while working full time, I never kept all the money that I was making. I immediately started reinvesting it immediately for support, right? So we'll get into that in a little bit, but I just wanted to catch your attention up front. So here's some things we're going to talk about in the podcast today. Number one, minimizing distractions through time blocking, okay? So if you're taking notes, these are the categories we're gonna be talking about. Minimizing distractions through time blocking. I want, we're also gonna do an exercise on what is your time worth, okay? We're gonna calculate exactly how much your time is worth, and then you can think through some of the duties you're taking on in the household, and if you should truly be doing that or outsourcing it based off of your hourly rate, right? What you're worth, okay? And then we're going to talk about delegating from that, delegating what you don't enjoy that you can outsource. And no matter where you are in your business, there's some things you can delegate even for two to three hours a week to make you a more impactful human being, whether showing up better energetically at work or with your children. And we'll talk about that. So I'm going to walk you through some exercises on how to delegate 
activities in your business, but also personally, I'm going to share with you my own secret sauce. I'm going to give you guys a peek behind the curtain on, I have people ask me this all the time. How are you managing multiple businesses, but yet you still have time for yourself? I'm going to walk you through it today. Okay. But I'm going to tell you right now, you have to be comfortable investing in your business, investing in yourself to create the time freedom that you want. Okay. All right. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is making time to take time. Hello. The name of my podcast is burnout to all out. Right. So we're going to talk about make time to take time for yourself so that you're showing up energetically the best version of yourself for your family, your clients, your prospects. Okay. So let's dive in. I'm going to start out with category number one, and that is minimizing distractions by working in time blocks for all tasks that are necessary. All right. And I would love for those of you who are watching online, you know, feel free to put in the feed what your time management process is or if what I'm about to share with you resonates with you. Right. Or if you're doing this right before I dive in, I'm going to train you guys on a concept I learned very early on in corporate America, but also a book. I'm always giving you guys insights. The book, The Four Hour Work Week, okay? The Four Hour Work Week changed my life when I was a corporate professional trying to run a six figure network marketing business at the same time. This book changed my life because it changed how I operated and worked in time blocks and time management so that I could grow and scale that network marketing business and not lose my job in a fortune 500. Okay. Go get the book. If you work full time, go get the book, regardless if you've never read it before, I actually want to reread it myself. Okay. This is the concept I want you guys to think about. I want you to think about a quadrant. If you had a square, right. And on the left-hand side of the square are things that are urgent, okay? And on the right-hand side of the square are things that are non-urgent, okay? Now, in that square, I want you to think about the urgent on the left and the non-urgent on the right, okay? Up in the top, what we say top left-hand corner, where the majority of Americans, working Americans, spend their time is in the urgent, short-term needs that are uh, the quick, urgent needs of others, okay? That's the top left-hand part of the quadrant, are urgent needs of others, okay? The bottom part of that left-hand quadrant, if you've got pen and paper, write it down, you'll be able to visualize a little bit better. The bottom left-hand part of the quadrant is still urgent, but it's your needs, right? Here's my examples. Top left-hand quadrant is DMs, text, emails from every person that is coming through the cracks trying to get a hold of you. When the moment you wake up in the morning and you pick up your phone, you are hanging out in the top left-hand quadrant, other people's needs. How many of you are responding to other people's needs before you pee in the morning? I want to know, put it in the chat box. Okay. Those are other people's urgent needs. Most Americans, even in corporate America live reactionary where they get up in the morning, they drink their coffee and they even sit down in front of their computer. And what's the first thing they do? They check their email. What does that do? Spirals you into to-do tasks for other people, right? Okay, bottom left-hand quadrant is urgent needs for you. Urgent things that you need to get done but aren't super important, right? All right, on the right-hand side of the quadrant are non-urgent things that need to be addressed, okay? Top right-hand part of that quadrant, non-urgent, 
are for other people, right? The bottom right hand of that quadrant are, are non-urgent for you, okay? Here's what I want you to visualize, and this is a concept that once I got it, it shifted the way I operated, okay? The problem is most of us live, see, somebody said I'm responding while I pee, right? You're reading it while you're walking to the bathroom, your alarm just woke you up, and you are immediately responding to what your team needs, what your family needs, and you haven't even gotten your coffee yet, right? That's, that's living in the upper left-hand quadrant right? Your mind, and then your mindset goes into that mo, that momentous, like reactionary state from the beginning of the day. So I'm going to teach you guys to pattern interrupt on this. Stop doing that. Take your cell phone out of your office. I mean, out of your bedroom. Don't use it as an alarm. Have an old fashioned alarm that wakes me up in the morning. Okay. So that you don't jump into other people's urgent needs. You need to start with you. So that bottom right hand part of the quadrant that I was talking about that are, that's non urgent but tasks, projects that you need to address. So those are those looming things that you know that you need to get done, but you know that it's going to take you a little bit to settle into it. It's going to take you a little bit to get organized about it. And it's going to take a lot of work. And so it's non-urgent. So you're leaving it on the back burner, even though it's what you need to address. We call it the frog, like that you need to swallow at the beginning of the day, that it's something you need to do for your business. But Here's what we're addicted to. If you guys haven't read or watched the documentary, Social Dilemma, go check it out. We are addicted to being needed. We are, and it's a quick fix high to wake up in the morning in your business and immediately start responding to other people's needs. Because what happens? It's, it's late. I'm going to tell you guys, it's lazy is what it is. It's lazy. You're telling yourself you're working. I'm going to go off on preaching here for a second, but. You feel like you're quickly addressing tasks. You're clearing things out of your inbox, right? Whether it's your Facebook Messenger or your DMs and Instagram or your emails, you name your addiction. You want to know who needs you and you're responding quickly and you feel accomplished. But here's the problem. You haven't addressed anything for you and your business in that bottom right hand of the quadrant. Okay. I'll give you a class. I'll give you guys a real world example. I'm launching a massive account five-day training next week, and I'm launching an academy next week, and I'm also coaching in a private mastermind. All of these things require tons of brain space and organization on my computer and files that need to be shared with the right people. I need to have a flow and concept each day of everything that's coming out. Guys, is that easy to sit down and do? No way. Do you think I'd rather sit in front of my phone and respond to my team's needs and what they need today? Yeah, I will feel accomplished, but I never got into that bottom right hand of the quadrant. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to challenge you guys to do is put your cell phones down, quit responding to everybody else's needs in the morning. And before you go to bed at night, have a list of three things, three things that have to be done in your business tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow's Saturday as this recording is happening, but Monday, Sunday night, write down three things that have to happen in your business, okay? What I want you to start putting into discipline is that you wake up with a regular clock, not an alarm clock, I mean, not your phone, okay? And you don't look at your phone when you wake up in the morning. Here's the reality, my business coach has been so good with me on this. Nothing, nothing is that urgent. Nothing is so urgent that between waking up and walking to the bathroom, you need to address it while you're going to the bathroom. 
I want you guys to think about this, right? And then I want you to think about the mindset and the tailspin that it puts you into reactionary for the day. What if it's a DM or a message from someone that then needs something for you or puts you in a bad mood, brushes you the wrong way, you're already scrolling through media, and then it's like morning time with your kids. And now you're in a rabbit hole trying to address something and your kids want your attention, right? Just stop. Just stop and be in your state of mind of those, first of all, you know, your morning routine and pouring into yourself before you pee, before you have your coffee, okay? But number two, we're gonna talk about that time blocking and giving your your energy and, and love and attention all in one time to what's present in your world. Is it your spouse? Is it your children? Spend that sacred time from 6 a.m., to 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. present with them, right? Quit trying to do both, but a set aside time, we'll talk about this in a bit, on when to address the urgent needs of others, okay? But I want you to actually start your day in that bottom right-hand quadrant, non-urgent but important for you and your business, Okay, and I want you to think about the night before what those things are, because so many people, especially in social selling, where this is a secondary business, you know, they wake up without a plan and they're just reactionary in their DMs. What's my what's my upline telling me to do? What's corporate saying there is to do today? Okay, I've commented and like like there's no plan. You're just totally reacting. What if before you went to bed at night, you told yourself there's these three things I need to do with my business and I'm going to do them first thing. Before I respond to anything. So here's my secret sauce, you guys. I don't, I have all of my notifications off and I don't respond or do any calls before 11 or 12 o'clock. Okay. For those of you who are running a business from home, my, my like mind, like my, see, I'm doing a podcast in the afternoon on a Friday because I can talk in the afternoon anytime. Right. But the creative space where I am, I am creating content, whether it's for social media or I'm creating content for my my courses. Right. If I'm work, I'm working on personal and professional development. I'm working on the organizational structure of my new business. Right. Those are important in the bottom right hand quadrant that maybe would be pushed off to the side over and over and over again every single day if I didn't make time for them first thing in the morning and create that protected sacred space for it. Okay. So again, I actually don't take any coaching calls till even with private clients till after lunchtime. And that time blocking is super, super important. So I want to, and in setting boundaries, okay? So I'm going to get into setting boundaries in just a second. But with the time blocking, you can say to yourself, you know, for me, the first parts of each morning till noontime, our content creation, creation, I'm pouring out what's coming out, my thoughts, not receiving. See, we're, we've all been victim of waking up and receiving. The moment you wake up, you're receiving content, putting it's just flooding your inbox of your brain, right? Stop receiving. And I want you to spend your mornings giving to yourself and investing in yourself and investing in your business, right? Con- and quit consuming. Okay. Now, I'm going to dive into time blocking. What One thing that's really important about time blocking is setting boundaries. And this goes both ways with your business, with your family. And I think that, again, I go back to so many of us have gotten uh, have gotten addicted to being needed or we're also just so overwhelmed with being available through text, through email, through messenger, through Slack, through Instagram DMs. And I finally had to come to Jesus with my team and with my family. 
And I said, you know, I, I love you all. Okay. So let's talk about my team, my business. I love you all, but here's the reality. It may be two or three days before I respond to your text message. And that is totally okay because the reality is, I protect my time so I can work and flow. And if every time I got a DM or every time I got a text or an email, I instantly responded, I would be constantly taken out of flow and it's so inefficient for me. So just know that you're, you are important to me, but if it takes me three to seven days to get back to you, that is just how I operate, right? So set the expectation, okay? Set the expectation of when you're available and when you're going to get back to people because we have gotten, I don't know, we have gotten to a society where people think you should respond in the next five minutes or like, where are you? Why aren't you paying attention? Well, if you read the four hour work week, you'll understand that the most efficient way you can work is to completely time block. Okay. And so let me share with you guys a little bit about what I do with time blocking when I'm working during the day, because some of this is probably going to blow your mind, but it's true. So I, again, I set all notifications aside. You can do that on your, your computer as well. And in one hour breaks from 8 a.m. to noon, at, at the one hour break, when I stand up and move, I'll do a five to 10 minute quick catch in my team that it just to make sure there's nothing completely urgent that I need to respond to, right? But it's on my time. Do you see what I mean by staying in my flow and not being distracted, okay? It takes so much time to be in the middle of a really great thought. Maybe you're creating content and then all of a sudden your phone buzzes and you're like, oh, and then all of a sudden have you forgotten like what you were typing about or where you were going with it, right? So, oh, you think you're being, you think you're multitasking, but you're actually slowing yourself down and not nearly as efficient and breaking up your thought process. So every hour in the morning until lunchtime, I'll do a quick check with my team that's helping me launch my business and with the leaders of my network marketing company. Just a quick, just a quick glance if there's anything super urgent, nothing super urgent. I'm not going to, I don't tend to any of it for the most part, unless it's absolutely urgent. Okay. So this is where it's probably going to blow y'all's minds. I actually respond once to twice a day in one lump sum through Messenger, right? And through, and really mess, like through my Facebook Messenger, okay? And Instagram feed, maybe, maybe once a day, right? Once, okay? In the afternoon, between three and four o'clock between coaching calls, I set up my time and I'm clearing out my inbox, from what's going on in there for one hour. Here's the beauty of that. You're staying in flow. You're spending your time clearing all of that out at once. And if you get into a habit of that, your team responds and, and expects that, right? They don't expect you to be there every two seconds, right? Because that's no one wants to operate that way, right? So set the boundaries and time block. Now, email I typically, I, I actually clean out my inbox from email about twice a week, max. Again, four hour work week. You guys read this book. It'll, it'll change your life. Voicemail. Good luck. I don't answer. I <laughs> like maybe once a month. I actually check my voicemail. Here's the thing with the four hour work week. They'll tell you if it's that important, they'll figure out a way to get a hold of you, right? If it's, if they're that important, if it's that important, they'll figure out a way to get a hold of you. I have 145 text messages right now on my phone. And I don't let it derail me. I don't let it suck me into the reactionary world of, oh my God, I've got to clear all that. These are other people's needs. I have things I need to accomplish, 
before I finish my day. I'm not going to spend it being distracted, right? So once a week, again, this might blow y'all's minds, but once a week on Saturdays, when I go to Orange Theory and work out, I actually sit in my car afterwards and I try to clear out as many text messages as I can from the week. So many of you who may be watching this from my team are like, oh my God, I texted her a week ago. She always responds on Saturdays. That's my day to clean out my, that's my day to clean out my messengers, right? So why am I sharing all of this with you guys? I'm sharing with you some of the secret sauce of time management for someone who's running multiple businesses and only works 28 hours a week, okay? 28 hours a week. So here's the thing. The other thing, so the last thing I want to hit on before I get into how to delegate and how to, how to outsource, right, with time management is that obviously, you know, I'm kind of underplaying the value of media, right? Because I, it may surprise some of you guys, but I'm actually rarely consuming on social media. So what do I mean by that? I'm rarely ever scrolling through and consuming, meaning I'm just aimlessly looking, okay? I just don't do that. Now I'm present, I've got content planned and ready to go out, but the biggest time suck that I ran into when I first started in social selling was getting sucked into the warp hole and being distracted by what other people were doing, right? I would love to hear from you guys in the chat. How many of you to this day, you go in there to make a post or to find something out and then all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, you're like, oh my God, why was I in here? I can't even remember, but I'm watching somebody's kitty cat roll over and do something cute, right? Like, so it's being extremely conscious that what I need to do on this media platform needs to be income producing, right? So constantly ask yourself when you're going into social media, when you're going in to post some content or support your team and your communities, constantly ask yourself while you're maneuvering through there, is this income producing? Am am I, am I creating or am I consuming, right? Constantly ask yourself that until you get into habit. And somebody's over here saying, yes, that's me. So again, when you're building your business on social media, being in the DMs and interacting with people is absolutely income producing. You must be in there daily. You must, right? I've actually gotten to a point where I'm in my business where I've been able to train other people on how I do it. And then I pay them to do it. But that's because I am where I am. But Three years ago, I even a year ago, I did it. I set the time. It was in my calendar when I was connecting, when I was responding, when I was recruiting. Right. But ask yourself when you're in your inbox and when you're in media, is this an income producing activity or have I got have I turned into the scrolling zombie? Right. Of just consuming, consuming into the vortex. Right. Okay. Create. Don't consume when you're in there for too long. It's okay maybe to set the clock for 10 minutes and binge every now and again. You want to engage and love on people, but it will waste so much of your time. And the last thing I want to say on this is delete people who you don't, their vibe is creating distraction for you. And this can be someone, and this may be controversial for some of you guys, but I'm going to put it out here anyway. It's not just deleting people who are negative that are like filling your feed in a way that you're like, oh, I really don't like their energy. Like totally, let's delete them, obviously. But who do you have imposter syndrome about? Who's in your feed that every time you see them, you feel bad about yourself? Or as soon as you see them in their feed, in the feed, you're going to their page and wondering what they're doing. And you're saying, oh gosh, I'm not doing that. Oh my gosh, they're so successful and I'm not. Stop, 
You know, the best way to stop is to just unfollow, right? And you can be polite about it. You can send people a message or there's ways to do it through media that it's like very like covert that like you're just unfollowing but not unfriending, right? If you're getting imposter syndrome and you're getting you're getting this like visceral response when these people's content are coming through your feed, it may even be somebody in your business or someone that you admire, but you're going into a rabbit hole of like self-doubt when you see them, just unfollow them for a while. I've done that before. It changed my world because it changed my feed and it changed my mindset, right? And I forgot about them, right? And I was able to run and not get distracted, okay? All right, so talking about time blocking, I, I could... On another podcast, I'll actually get into the absolute nitty gritty of the calendars of like how to time block for income producing activities and social selling. But today I really want to talk through like the bigger picture of time management. So for those of you who have multiple businesses, so a lot of my clients work full time and they're running a side business. I've got a lot of clients who are like in real estate, financial advisors, but then they also have a social selling business, right? I've got a lot of people who are business coaches and they also have a social selling business. And so how do you how do you manage all of that? Because I'm doing the same thing. So here's what I do. I actually time block by days, okay? So I actually, on Mondays and Wednesdays, are my network marketing coaching days. So for my network marketing team, that's when I'm available for them. Whether I'm doing three-way calls, whether I'm doing my prospecting calls, whether I'm doing business overviews, it's all in those two days. And the, the thing I figured out this year is it made me much more efficient because I wasn't switching right in the middle of the day, like jumping to my LinkedIn method training or jumping into content for a podcast, right? So it goes all, it goes, all goes back to that book, The 4-Hour Workweek. And the more you can work in condensed quadrant time in the same subject matter, the more efficient you are. You think, I used to think I could multitask and squeeze in, you know, a coaching call for LinkedIn method here and my isogenics business call here and then work on content there for the podcast. But what happens is your brain gets all confused, right? And you totally fall out of flow. And if you have a support team, they don't know when they can bug you about certain topics or not, right? So now my team knows Mondays and Wednesdays, Melissa's crushing her her isogenics business. So that's the days we're going to book calls with her, right? They also know Tuesdays and Thursdays are my LinkedIn method training and coaching client coaching quadrants, right? And then on Fridays, I call it dessert. So on Fridays, I do podcast work and I clean up anything I need to clean up and I pour into myself, right? I work in quadrants. Now, when you're first starting out, when I was in, again, in in building my network marketing business and working full time. I did the same thing, but it was in different pockets of my time because I had a day job in the middle of that, right? So it was, what income producing activities am I doing first thing in the morning before my day job? Can I work something in in the hour during my lunch break? And what am I committing to for an hour or two at night to drive my business? And you better bet you you should have a plan for that. Again, that's for a whole nother podcast. I can if you guys, you know, put it in the chat, if you want some training on the actual day to day and managing your day job and a network marketing business, I can go back to my original content on time management on that. But I'll tell you, and we'll get into this in a second, but the secret sauce to that was delegating was I, I never did it by myself. 
We're going to dive into that in just a second. I began to invest immediately but when I started making money in my network marketing business. But before I get into delegation, because this is something I'm super, super passionate about, because so many people in network marketing don't see it as a true business and they don't reinvest, right? So I'm like, you weren't making that money yesterday, but now you're making it, but you have an issue reinvesting it to create more free time for you to grow and scale your business more, right? So we'll get into that in a minute. Because that is 100% how I got to six figures in a year and a half. I didn't do it by myself, right? All right, we'll get into that in a second. But before we do that, this leads into it. I want to talk about what you're worth, okay? This is what got me to delegate. What are you worth on an hourly rate? So if you've got pen and paper, I want you to write this little concept and equation down, okay? So I want you to think for 2021, how many hours a week do you want to work your business? Whether you're doing it part-time or you're doing it full-time, how many hours a week do you want to work your business? Okay. So I'm going to do some simple math with you guys. I work 28 to 30 hours a week max on all of my businesses. I'm going to stay there, right? Now, how much money do you want to make in 2021? How much money do you want to make in 2021? That's the next question I want you to ask, I want you to think about. And the third question is, how many weeks do you want to be able to take off from your business? Okay. How many weeks do you want to be able to take off? I want you to write all of this down. I'm going to walk you through some, some math. So bear with me because we're all business owners and I want you guys to, to treat this like the income opportunity that it is, right? If you're running a business, you've got to understand your hourly rate. All right. Chances are, if you're listening to my podcast today, you are a social seller of some aspect. You're in business, you're online somehow. Do you want to find more business builders in less time to 10X your business without playing the daily Instagram and Facebook game? Are you tired of being on the hunt daily for new customers of your product to then try to bait and switch them? You know what I'm talking about. To be interested in building a business with you. I have been there. The biggest mistake I see that slows down the expansion and stability of a social seller's business is that they spend way too much time recruiting on media for consumption of their company's products and way too little time in direct conversations with like-minded professionals that would love to actually hear about the business opportunity at hand. I then see so many painstakingly trying to drag customers through the sand to catch the vision of a business model that the consumer has no interest in, wasting time and getting burnt out. Can you relate? If you know my story, you know I've been there and since cracked the code and now drive a highly profitable social selling business 100% off of LinkedIn. Imagine finding with ease customers highly motivated for what services you have to offer to grow them, their business, or to become a business partner with you. That's what you will hear from my students who've gone through my previous LinkedIn method trainings. You don't have to look far. I am so excited for the birth of my brand new academy that has been built out based off of the success and the feedback of my previous students who graduated from my programs. So introducing to you the LinkedIn Method Academy. In this six-month academy, you will learn to become a business recruiting master on LinkedIn to 10x your business, transform how you brand yourself as the business owner that you are, and master attraction marketing that results in prospects begging to get into your calendar to learn more about what you have to offer. The LinkedIn Method Academy is a first of its kind. It's an ick 
free social sellers recruiting method dream. We take away all the spammy tactics that you've been taught on Insta and Facebook. And I teach you how to position yourself as the professional business owner that you are. I teach you how to professionally build your business brand, create an ideal network and pipeline generation that creates massive momentum and a funnel of weekly calls with viable, motivated humans who are eager to learn more about what you have to offer. It's high-touch coaching, on-demand learning vault that's uniquely customized to meet you exactly where you are on your LinkedIn journey. And we have a dynamic Facebook community with ongoing live training, performance labs and workshops, and hot seat coaching to support your six-month journey to owning LinkedIn. You also get assigned a personal concierge who will stay with you through the entire program to support you and hold you accountable. Did I mention that there'll also be polished top selling social sellers who went before you and are now mentors to share best practices and give feedback in the academy? Guys, this is unprecedented and peerless. There's nothing else out there like this. Think immersion in a community that is the utmost professional and results driven that will help raise your own bar of performance along the way. Do I have your curiosity? Come check out our free five-day LinkedIn method workshop streaming live on our Facebook page, Burnt Out to All Out. Starting October 19th, we'll be kicking off a five-day workshop completely free with tips and tricks. Now, if you're just eager to get started and enroll today, you don't want to wait, go to our academy. Go to www.livethefreelife.co, www.livethefreelife.co. Enroll by October 25th and save 20% as an early bird. Now there's limited seats. I'm doing that on purpose. I want to keep it high vibe and high touch. All right. So what are you doing in these final months of 2020 to create your trajectory for 2021? If you're looking to 10x your lead generation for business in 2021 through a step-by-step process of proven methods, condensing time and driving results, you found the right home. I hope to see you in the Academy. Let's say hypothetically, so let's say hypothetically, you want to work 28 hours a week. For me, that's six hours a day, Monday through Thursday, and four hours on Friday, okay? And I want to take six weeks of vacation off, right? So if you do 28 hours a week and you subtract six weeks from a 52-week year, you're at 46 weeks, okay? This is important because this is the amount of time you're going to work. So 46 total weeks next year, I'm willing to work for 28 hours. Now, I want you to break that down. I want you to ask yourself, how many hours in a year is that, first of all? So it's actually, I did the math for you already. It's 1,288 hours in a year. 1,288 hours in a year. Now, I want, this is the big question. How much do you want to make next year? Okay. This is going to help me help you calculate your hourly rate. How much do you want to make next year and how much time are you willing to work and how much time do you need to take off? How many of you actually have put pen to paper and thought about this? Okay. I want to make a million dollars next year. That's my goal. So if I want to make a million dollars in 2021, okay, and I am working 46 weeks, which equates to 1,288 hours. When you take $1 million and you divide it by hours, and this is what I need you to do, doesn't matter what your value is, okay? When I take $1 million and I divide it by 1,288 hours, 
This is going to give you your hourly rate. Okay. My hourly rate is $776 an hour. Okay. $776 an hour is what I can make right in 2021. Now, you may make six figures. What I want you to think about is you may make six figures in your day job right now. I have a ton of clients making six figures as professionals and you're crushing six figures in your network marketing business or you're close or you're approaching it. Let's, let, let me give you a hypothetical scenario. Many of you, this is reality. You're making six figures in your day job and your goal is to hit six figures in your network marketing company next year. Would love to hear in the comment section, a hands up, a raise, a clap for anybody. That's your goal. You're already, you've got a day job with an approximate six-figure income, but now you're looking to match it next year. So if that's your goal, okay, I'm going to do the math for you. Right now, right, if you're projecting into 2021 between your network marketing business and your day job, you're making $200,000 next year. I want you to think about the business owner you are because this is going to make it important when you think about outsourcing, okay? So many people in network marketing get this so wrong, Okay. If you are looking to make $200,000 next year between your day job and your network marketing business, and you want to work 28 hours a week, right? Just throwing it out there because that's the math I did. That's 1,288 hours for the year, okay? That means your hourly rate next year is $155 an hour. It's $155 an hour. So what does this mean, okay? This is where I'm... I'm bringing bringing you guys along to the outsourcing piece, okay? How many of you, that's your goal, but you're still doing all the laundry, cleaning the house, doing everything administrative for your network marketing business, okay? And who do you think you could delegate that to for way less than $155 an hour? Because you need to treat your hourly rate with the respect that if I get that hour to drive my business, I'm going to drive my income up, right? But if you spend that hour folding clothes, or you spend that hour grocery shopping, or you spend that hour cleaning your house instead, right, trying to do all of it, then you're, it's going to take you longer to get to your goal. I think this is the biggest facade, and I'm going to like preach on this for a second, but this is where women in network marketing hit a, I believe they hit burnout because they start with a network marketing business, but they have their day job, right? Things start getting going and they start making some side money and they get really excited. They start growing and scaling. And here's what happens. I've seen it so many times. You You are pouring everything into your day job. You're pouring everything into your network marketing business. You're running out of time for your kids. You have no time for your spouse. And guess what happens? You get burnt out and you give up when you are almost at the finish line and you've blown your adrenals out because you're trying to do it all. You're trying to do it all. So I'm going to like preach on this for a second because I'm reading this book about patriarchy, distress disorder. Women, I want you to hear me loud and clear. We are not our moms and we are not our mom's moms. I give them a huge badge of courage for stepping into the workforce and also maintaining the household. But it's also the reason the divorce rates are so high and people are so unhealthy, right? Because 
women on average work nearly two jobs compared to a man and we do it to ourselves, right? And I see it in network marketing even worse where now you're working two businesses trying to get out of your day job and now you're blowing your adrenals out because you're not willing to outsource things that you're making a secondary income on to actually get your energy back to free up time to then spend it with your family or drive your business more. Because if you're worth $155 an hour, ladies, pay someone $15 an hour to do your laundry because it's an energy exchange, right? It's a currency exchange. They're, they do a better job anyway. Now you have that hour back in your life to either give it to your kids and have joy or to your spouse or to reinvest it into your business. And here's the thing, at the end of the day, when you begin to outsource some of the income that's coming in from your secondary income stream in network marketing, a couple things happen. Number one, energetically, you're showing up better, okay? Now, like, like, let me just go through energetically who this impacts. It impacts your children, it impacts your spouse, right? It impacts your clients, it impacts your prospects, because when you show up energetically full and not depleted, that transfers. People follow you and come into your space and join you because of your energy. But if you're so burnt out trying to do everything, right, then your energy, what you put out is what you get, right? What you put out is what you get. So where I'm going with this is it wasn't six months into my network marketing business that I began to outsource, okay? Many of you have day jobs and you have a discretionary income coming in. One of the first things you can do, I'm going to talk to you about it, is you can look into some of the things that you can outsource in your business. But wait, before I do that, let's go back to what you can outsource in your house. I'm looking at my notes and I want to make sure I don't miss this. So Again, I'm going to say this one more time just for impact, okay? And I'm, I'm saying it because I am, I, am, I am a former blown out adrenal, burnout mom who was trying to do it all, okay? So I'm coming from a place of heart and love for you all. and I'm giving you permission to delegate this stuff out. So when I first started, one of the first thing I did was invest in a house cleaner because I was, I was exhausted and it's hard to operate in the house with it being dirty. It started once every other week. And then it turned into once a week. And now I have a house cleaner twice a week and they do the laundry and they, they clean and they do everything twice a week, right? Another thing is meal planning. At first for me, it started with online grocery shopping and having it shipped to the house. Now I don't even want to, I don't want to invest my brain space on meal planning. I actually use Green Chef and they ship organic meals to I don't even have to think about it. I don't even meal plan anymore. They just show up at my house three days a week. And then the other two days, I'll throw on pizza one day and something simple on the other day. On the pizza day, I fast. I don't even eat. And then obviously we eat out a day or two, right? So simplify your life and don't demand so much of yourself, right? Like we look at our mothers and our grandmothers and what they did. And that doesn't mean that's what we have to do, right? We can delegate out and be happier, healthier women to provide energetically, physically, love, emotionally, financially, when we're willing to delegate those things out, right? 
Okay, so let's talk about the business because you guys are like, okay, Melissa, well, what do you do for business, right? So here's the thing. When I first started, some of the things that you can do as you're rank advancing and becoming a leader, whether it's in network marketing or on any social selling business, is even three or four hours a week of an ask yourself, what in my business does not require me? What in my business does not require me and what does not bring me joy? Okay. So for me, what doesn't bring me joy is running reports. What doesn't bring me joy is creating social media flyers, even though it's important because everybody's on those platforms, right? What doesn't give me energy is manually putting in orders of people joining my team, right? What doesn't give me joy is emailing the whole onboarding process to get people started. What doesn't give me joy is setting up Zoom calls for my team. Guess what? There's other people who are amazing at that, who are looking for virtual jobs from home, who would die to help you for two to three hours a week for 15 to 20 bucks an hour to do that stuff for you. Imagine if you delegated just a couple of those things for two to three hours a week. So when I first started delegating, I hired an assistant virtually who put all of my orders in for Isogenics for all new enrollments and onboarded them, okay? She ran all my reports and posted all of the rank advancements for my team. That's very time consuming. Now, I take you back to your hourly rate, right? If I wanna make $776 an hour next year, does it make sense for me to sit on Canva for two hours and try to figure out one social media post that's gonna go out? Absolutely not. And so that is where I've progressed month over month, year over year, as the income continues to come in, finding zones of genius to outsource, right? It didn't happen overnight. I started with a VA that helped me administratively with my team, right? And as the team got bigger, her projects got bigger because my income got bigger. Here's the deal I want you guys to catch here is that Literally from the moment I became an executive, I began to reinvest and that created exponential growth in my business because I wasn't the bottleneck. If you're trying to do it all yourself and not reinvest at some point, you're going to become the bottleneck if you're in rapid growth. I know a lot of you girls are in rapid growth right now and your, your adrenals are going to be blown out if you can't dig into your pockets and outsource a VA for five hours a week, it'll change your life. Imagine if you had an extra two hours a week, instead of running reports, you're able to hop on your Peloton, go play tennis, do another coaching call, the things that give you joy. And then to me, it feels so good to give that money to someone who needs it and does a better job than me, right? Okay, a couple other things. As you grow and advance in your business, your VA Maybe in charge, my VA has my credit card number. So she orders gifts for my team. When people rank advanced to a ter certain tier, they get a, a book from me, right? When we have events, organizing events for you. How many of you are hosting events and you're making all the plans and the details yourself and you have an entire, a massive team that you're trying to coach and lead and launch and all that stuff, right? Again, setting up team calls. And so I want you guys, one of your homework assignments from this podcast for those of you who have a team of scalable size is to just put pen to paper and ask yourself, what could somebody else be doing that doesn't bring me joy that I could condense time 
and bring more joy into my life and my business. All right. The last section I want to talk about today that I'm really passionate about that I told you I was going to talk about is make time to take time. Plan ahead and take care of yourself. This is not something I did in the beginning. Some of you have gone through some major growth in your businesses. And I like to use lovingly use the word rank advancement hangover, right? Would love to hear in the chat box of a raise of hands. You know, how many of you were so close to your next level? And like you knew that week or that month, it was going to be a huge push for you. You knew before you started, we always calculate it. We know when there's going to be a big week in volume and the whole team is just running, running hard. Right. And by the end of it, you hit that rank title and then you just literally drop to the floor and laundry is everywhere in the house. There's no dishes. Like the dishes are dirty. There's no groceries in the house. You literally feel hungover. You've had no alcohol, but you're so your adrenals again are shot. You're exhausted from being in high drive and you didn't plan to nourish and truly like take care of yourself during that push. This has actually become something I'm really passionate about. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about some strategies around this in just a second. But here's the other thing some of you may be able to relate to is not only did you push, 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 hit the rank advancement, drop to the floor, exhausted with that hangover, right? The rank advancement hangover. But then what happens? Like two days later or a day later, when you can pick yourself up off the floor, what are you doing? You're going for the next rank advancement without truly celebrating and honoring the body and the soul that did all that work for you to get you to that rank advancement, right? So I want to walk you guys through like some, I want you to learn from some of my mistakes that now I'm ferocious about really being conscious of. Okay. And that is for all of you, especially in 2021. I know a lot of my clients have a huge push in the, at the end of this year, because it's the holidays and they're promoting big products and they're going through these big rank advancements. Listen, 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 listen closely. Okay. Look at your calendar and make time to take time. I I'm sure you guys would agree But we show up best for our prospects, for our clients, for our family, when we take care of ourselves and when we're acutely aware, acutely aware of when we're about to put ourselves under tremendous stress to get to the next rank. You guys know I'm all about hustle. I'm all about hustle. But I didn't used to be as ferocious about taking care of myself in the midst of the hustle, right? Because you have to plan for that. And that part of that is what spun out to the burnout all out, living all out and being conscious about it. So here's some advice I have for you guys. And I'm just going to share with you the tips I am implementing right now as I launch a five-day free training next week that will then dovetail into the launch of an academy. It's going to be a nine-day intense couple of two weeks for me, along with launching a mastermind with some really high-end clients, right? I know What's on my calendar next week? Very similar to those of you who are pushing really hard for this next rank rank advancement. And you know that it's coming and you know that you're going to push for it. Number one, 
prioritize exercise three to four days a week. I know I sound like a broken record, but when you're pushing for a big, big, big rank advancement or a big goal in your business, it's so easy to push the exercise aside, right? And be like, oh, just one more hour. I've just got to, you know, I can make three more calls. I can close three more people. I can do 12 more things. But if you make it a priority, so many things are going to happen for you during that big week that you push when you move your body and you get the the anxious energy out and give yourself 30 minutes to move in a way that's going to expel your lymph nodes. It's good for your health. It's good for the adrenaline. It's good for everything. So plan that in advance, right? It's already in my calendar. It's a non-negotiable during my launch, even though my launch is insane. It's in there. Hydrate. Okay. This is a big one too, especially for those of you who are in coaching or you're on calls all day for rank advancements. How many of you are on calls? I know I've got a client who's like, I'm on calls like for like six hours a day with leads from LinkedIn. Like it's, I'm losing my voice, right? My question is, do you have water next to you? Are you staying hydrated, right? Are you staying? It's so simple and so easy to overlook, right? nourishment, when you know that you know that you're about to go into a big, big push, guys, plan for it from a nourishment standpoint. I know next week's going to be insane. I've got a ton of vegan meals being delivered to my house during the day. I've got green chef that's going to be shipped to my house for the evening, right? And as, as much of a health nut as I am, I pack my kids healthy lunch every single night after they go to bed. Guess what I'm doing next week? And I'm totally okay with this. Ladies, this is where I say like, sometimes you just have to let things go. I'm getting like a buku amount of Lunchables, which like a year ago, I would have like died to buy those kinds of things for my kids. But guys, packing lunch for three kids, nutritionally balanced meals every single night in the midst of a massive, massive week and a half, it's added stress I don't need. It's added stress I don't need. And if I leave my husband to pack lunch, God love them. It won't be balanced. The kids won't get what they need. A Lunchable is actually better for them, right? So what am I doing? I'm getting a ton of Lunchables for next week. I'm not going to have to worry about their lunches. I'm not going to have to worry about fueling myself. But here's the thing. During this big push, I'm being nourished. I've planned ahead. I'm going to have really good healthy food coming to me. Here's the other thing, guys. Alcohol, right? And like stress eating. Those are bad. Here's the thing. Energetically, we aren't showing up for our clients. As we're making that big push, the worst thing you can do is every night at the end of like the, ah, is like suck down a bottle of wine, right? Because you've got to show up again the next day. It's wreaking havoc on your body. Wait to celebrate at the end, right? Wait to celebrate when you get done with the push. Same with stress eating. You're going to feel so much better if you're not pumping sugar through your body as a coping mechanism in the midst of stress, right? So I could go on and on about this, but it's guys being cognizant of this body that truly your body is your moneymaker. It's your income producer. And energetically, if, if your, your energy is going to translate based on how you're taking care of yourself during that launch or that rank advancement push, and you're going to be able to recover so much better and you won't have the rank advancement hangover anymore if you can keep some of those concepts in play and it'll allow you to recover and be ready to push again 
sooner rather than later versus how many of you have pushed, 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 pushed for rank advancement. And by the time you hit it, you drop to the floor and you're like, oh my God, I can't do that again for another like how many ever months? Because it was so intense. You know why it was so intense? Because you didn't prioritize yourself. You prioritized your business, but you didn't take into consideration that your body is the moneymaker that you have to nourish, prioritize, help, sleep. Oh my gosh, we didn't even hit on sleep, right? It's really easy to stay up super late during rank advancements, day after day, week or two at a time, and then you're gonna end up exhausted and sick. So set an alarm for your phone, right? That it's time to go to bed. It's time to turn the lights out. Okay, the last thing I'm gonna say on rank advancements, and then we'll kind of wrap up here, is rank advancements and pushes in your business. So do you know what I already have booked? So I've got a nine day push starting on Monday. I already have, I've got two massages booked in my calendar right now. So next week I have a massage kind of midweek when I know I'm going to be super tense. We're going to be doing this free live training. And I know that you guys are who are in the burnout to all out page. We're going to be presenting to you to the Academy afterwards. We're going to encourage many of you guys to join. It's going to be so fun, but super stressful. And I am going to pull myself out of the business and lay down on the table right in the middle of the chaos and have a massage, right? And then what's really, really important in, to plan in advance, or you'll just bulldoze your calendar for those of you pushing for rank advancements and pushing for a big, big business goal is the day after my launch is over when the cart closes for the academy, my entire day is blocked off. Okay. Do you know what's in there? I have a facial and I have a massage and then I'm getting my hair cut and colored the day after, right? Here's the thing. If I hadn't planned that two months ago, you better bet given this week and how busy we are that week, that day would already be just slam packed full. I would have finished my launch, hit the floor exhausted, woken up the next day to more coaching calls and back to business, Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you guys my best practices because I'm finding that actually making time to take care of yourself, as much as many women have a really hard time mentally with making themselves a priority, I want you to think about it differently. I want you to think about the fact that your health, your overall mental health, physical health, energetic presence is uber important and a top priority for your family and for your business. And so I have gotten to a point in my mindset that I, I used to feel guilty about booking massages, right? I used to feel guilty about taking an hour to ride my Peloton in the day and do hot yoga first thing in the morning. I used to feel guilty about it. Now I realize that I am a better leader, coach, mom and employee, I'm not an employee. Huh, that's so funny. I haven't been an employee in three years. I'm a better human because I take care of myself. And I'm setting the example for my children, for my team, for the people I coach that, yeah, this body, it is an income producer, but it's, it's a better business income producer when it's nourished and it's it sleeps well and it exercises and it's taken care of. And that taking care of myself and creating space to take care of myself is the utmost importance in my business. Because if I'm not healthy, I can't deliver, right? 
So I want you guys to flip that on its head for some of you that are struggling with, well, I don't know. It just sounds kind of excessive to have a massage every week. I get a massage every single week, right? Maybe you think it sounds excessive to have your groceries delivered to your house, right? Maybe some of the things I've presented today, you're just like, right? Some of you are already doing it. Some of you just take little steps, take little steps to realize what your hourly rate is worth, right? And should you be delegating something to someone else, right? Versus you. And I want you to start thinking about that mindset shift that your health, your body, your mindset should be the number one priority in your business. Because if you're the boss and you're running the business, if you aren't well taken care of, your business suffers. So I want you to make that mind shift. So in recap, what we discussed today, a couple things. Number one, go by the four-hour work week if you haven't bought it. I could literally spend a series of podcasts talking about time management down to like the detail of how I was able to break free of corporate America by scaling down my eight hour, 10 hour workday to four hours or less a day. Also minimize distractions. So we talked about minimize distractions through time blocking with media, with that. We talked about the urgent and non-urgent quadrants and where are you operating and starting your morning? How are you managing those activities? We also did an exercise on what's your time worth? Have you calculated your hourly rate for 2021? What is your hourly rate? Do that exercise. Would love to see what you guys come up with. And I come up with some ideas on, okay, now that I know what my worth is, what can I start delegating to create more space, to be more productive so that I'm not the bottleneck of my business anymore. And energetically, I'm showing up better everywhere, right? How can I reinvest in my business to scale? Then the same thing personally, right? The same thing personally, maybe even if it's something very little in the house that you can start delegating out, like literally someone to fold your laundry once a week, maybe, maybe once every other week to start, right? Then the last thing is make time to take time. Us, women have a really hard time with this. We've put way too much pressure on ourselves to be all things mom and still provide financially, right? I'm here to tell you, if you're providing financially, You should be willing to reinvest some of that or have a discussion with your spouse as a group, a co like, how can we manage our budget to outsource some of these things that neither one of us really enjoy that someone else could do for a lesser price so that we can grow. I can grow and scale my dream because right now and break it down to your spouse right now, like this activity of laundry, like it's like I could pay someone $15 an hour to do that. But I know in my network marketing business, we could go enroll someone on a, on a value pack and get $100 in less than an hour, right? So really understand your hourly value. And if you have that statistic or that number in place, it makes the conversation a lot easier with yourself and with your spouse, right? That, and all of those nuggets of advice are to help you reduce burnout and to help you go all out because I'm super passionate about seeing So many women get started in network marketing and then end up burning out because they're trying to do too many things versus reinvesting, reinvesting to create the space so that you can continue to grow your network marketing business and break free of corporate America or your day job or whatever, insert whatever, right? Okay. I hope this was super helpful. I've got a question here that says, I so needed to hear this. How do I go about finding a good VA? 
Great question. You can send me a DM. I could probably help you. We've got a, I actually have, I've got like four or five different people who are helping me manage my businesses right now. Some of them are VA, some of them are in media. I've learned to outsource so much. So when I tell you guys I'm making multiple six figures, of, of course, I'm not keeping it all for myself. That's how I got to multiple six figures, right? Was I was willing to give it out so that more business could come to me, right? I have a media team. I've got a virtual assistant. I've got an executive assistant. I've got an IT expert, right? I work 28 hours a week, right? That's the secret sauce. And I'm not saying you guys need to do all of that today, but what I'm saying is you could have somebody do your laundry. You could have someone help clean the house. You could have someone run some reports for your business, right? I can't see who the Facebook user is. I don't, I'm not sure who it was that asked that, but if you send me a DM, we can totally help you out. I hope this podcast was helpful. I hope many of you decide to jump in and see what the the five day inside scoop is all about. Um, We start on Monday, five days of free training from me from noon to one in the Facebook page going live. Hope to see you guys there. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the burnout to all out podcast for free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services. Go ahead over to live the free life.co that's live the free life dot co or check out our Facebook community at burnout to all out and make sure you follow burnout to all out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second, gave me that five star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode. 